0: I
1: think, I think one of the things uh, that come to mind with SEO is dead is how people think about it. So sometimes when, I, when I, I see the comments on LinkedIn, I get, I, 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 I see it all the time. So I think some, when I'm talking face to face with people about is SEO dead, I think what they're referring to is the white text on the white background. They're, they're looking at me and in their mind, they're going the white text on the white background, the keyword stuffing, the meta tag uh, over optimization, the canonicalization, and all that. And then I'm looking at them thinking about you know strategic link building, building relationships, with influencers, building great content based on what people are searching for. They're looking at me thinking, I can't believe how he can say it's alive. And I'm looking back at him thinking about all those things, saying I can't believe he doesn't say that it's alive. So I think sometimes we just over, like we talk over each other rather than exactly describing what we're talking about. So no, SEO is not dead, but it is if you're referring to old, outdated black hat, usually, strategies. Where do you see it going from here? It means not dead now, where is it going? Well, I think... There are two other people. Yeah. Um, I think where, where going... I think, look, I think the search is timeless. That's the key word in SEO. Excuse the pun. I think the engine will evolve and the optimization process will adapt. I mean, we can talk about voice. That's one process of it all. Yeah. But in terms of while Google holds the majority of the market share, in how we search and how we communicate. Um, primarily, what's going to change is ultimately if you're building content based upon what people want and you're building relationships with, 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 with the right sort of people to get the right recognition. And that will never die. That's the business. That's how it's done. Um, how do you get people to know who you are? And I actually bought an Amazon Echo. Um, and I actually created a skill called how to increase your website visibility. <laughs> now, I'm still like, like learning the platform, right? Mm-hmm. Had to like work out like XML feeds and things like that. I got 317 views. I do weekly tips mm-hmm. and I get 317 views in the last month of people listening based on what it told me. I think the last week I got nobody, but for the, for the last five weeks I've been doing it and it's just great to like, like figure out, you know, what content people are like, want to listen to and what content they don't and how that's actually going to plug into the website. But I think everyone here should buy an Amazon Echo and start a skill like, it's in the next seven years, it's right now it's, as I mentioned before, it's like the bowman real estate of 60s, right? No one, no one wanted it. You couldn't even get my immigrant dad to go there. Right, and now, And now you look at it and it's like you can't buy a square foot unless you're a billionaire, right? So that's right now where the the attention is, where it will be, is in voice. One hundred percent. You'd be brushing your teeth, you'd be cooking dinner for your wife, your husband, or whatever, and you'd be like, you know, what's gonna be like tomorrow? Amazon? And it's just gonna spit back and tell you and Oh, tomorrow's gonna be fifteen degrees, blah blah blah. Like it's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna actually create a whole revolution in search. Um, I think one of the one of my favorite um, social media. If you've got a blog, it's like a click to tweet plugin. Yeah. That's just crazy. Like figuring out ways to make your audience share your information without making them think about it too much. Like, like where's the share button? Uh, what I like about click to tweet is you can actually set the perimeter. All you have to do is click a button, and then it could be like it could be like a, um, a blog quote, or it could be like a stat. Um, and your social shares will definitely increase. And so now I'm doing more integration with my own site. Um, I think I think the tip, the takeaway there is like Sorry, I forgot to put my phone. On, so on. Um, would be to make sure that you find out plugins and tools that will help you to get your information out faster. And like click the tweet is like like amazing. Plugins and tools. Does any of you have a view on? Particularly good or bad CMSs for SEO purposes. Bad ones. <laughs> yeah. um, well, most, well, most, well most sites we see today. I probably um, Regan will have a bit to say. Like when I started SEO in like 07, 08, we saw some horrible ones. Like you couldn't even update a page, and it was a, it caught itself a CMS. Um, but most sites now branched off into WordPress. For brochure and, and blogging and, and that sort of thing, so you see WordPress everywhere. Um, and for e commerce, the leading, my leading platform has always been Magento. Uh, a bit clunky around the page speed side of things, but with a client that can afford substantial page speed investment, that can be overridden. Okay. Huh. Um, that's pretty much what you see. I see a bit of a catalyst business, business catalyst. catalyst. Business. No one here for business catalyst. You are Okay, I won't say anything, but, yeah. um, but the, the, the old stuff was just very hard to like work with, it was just, um, and like, uh, shop, is it Shopify that puts like collections in URLs, I'm like what are you doing? Um, like, so yeah, I think most of the time I see WordPress and Magento. Okay. Well you kind of saw it coming, like, I mean, <laughs> if a site wasn't mobile optimized like two years ago, you were behind the times, right? So you you can always see with Google, when they emphasise on one area, it's built upon what the market is doing, right? So the trend of mobile use has been going up for like the last five years off the charts, right? So if your website is mobile responsive, fine. Um, And from what I've been reading, even if your website isn't mobile responsive, which today is not an issue for most sites, if it's not, it will still show a desktop version if that's the only version, and it's not that you will be penalized. You just won't be favored, so you just you won't appear as high as you probably could be. But you got to remember, Google's got to take into all the other factors, right? So, you know, of course now it's going to go away from desktop because desktop use is generally lot lower now than the mobile. I think from the last data I looked. Um, so of course it's going to it's going to favor. Um, Side so that, but they've been doing that for a while. It's just that how the, the search engine now work, it's gonna show you the mobile version, not desktop. But in terms of importance, it's been around like, what SEO he hasn't thought about mobile in the last four months, hopefully longer
0: than that. So with we new website development, James, where do you think the SEO should get involved? As early as possible. From the start. From the start, yeah, exactly. From, um, yeah, when you're developing the wireframes to ensure that uh, It depends on the situation of the business. Do they have a pre-existing website? Like I said earlier, you want to do a pre-launch audit, and then you want to do a post-launch audit when they do launch the site. But yeah, you've got to get involved as early as possible. Um, Yeah, I think um, day one, you've got to be there. A lot of people make the mistake where they've already uh, built their website, and then they'll call up an SEO agency and say, hey, we're launching our website tomorrow, can you have a look? And you say, oh, well, uh, all this needs to be changed. And then, oh, we can't delay it. We've promised the board members that we're launching our site tomorrow. Well, if you launch this, this, and that, you're going to potentially lose a large percentage of your traffic. So, yeah, you've got to ensure that um, you, you get involved as early as possible with the web devs, 100%. And I'm just
1: going through now 200K site migration from XCART to Magento. I don't know what X card is, good. Don't know learn X card. Um, and like, this is the, the difficult jobs of SEOs, right? Because my current client has problems with the URL structure. Um, all the categories are in parent level category, for me are so on the top level category. But because they've been like that, for, I think for about eight years, they've got all these page authority, they've got page met- the metrics assigned to them. So, my goal always in any site transition is to minimise redirects in general. Because every site transition I've done in 11 years, maybe it's me not being a good SEO, but traffic's always decreased. Every single time. Most of that time is because URLs have changed and then the reset metrics get reset again. Um, Google will, you would eventually correct itself, but I've told my, like, another takeaway point because I want people to take away something from what I spill. But hopefully that would be like, what I'm trying to do is minimize redirects in the, the (coughs) already we're changing a lot from going from Xcart to Magento. So my biggest goal here is to to keep the products the same, the categories the same, um, and only use 301 redirects when you can. And then later on, as the site kind of goes through that shift, I'm not gonna rush to tell Google that it's changed, I kind of want it to be slow. Um, Then what I'll do is once the site kind of matures and adapts, and grows into Magento, then I'll fix the URL structure but not do it all at one time.
0: Why?
1: Because I don't want the I don't want the, the um, page authorities to be reset on the on the URLs. So the more if you do a three one reader. Sorry? It doesn't pass
0: the previous majority, one. Majority
1: but not all of it. So what I've found is every time we did a map like if you if you've got a site with like hundred pages yeah. whatever, right? I'm talking like on a on a on a site that's got two hundred K and the vast majority of traffic comes to category pages and product pages, product it won't matter as much as categories and brands, yeah. Because that generates a lot. And I, and what I found in the past, we just did a site uh, We yeah. did a WordPress to WordPress and just changing URLs, and we lost a few thousand just because of the URLs. So we did a perfectly mapped three one redirect. So, so your advice is to
0: slow it down. Don't re-index straight
1: away. No no no. Definitely reindex. What I'm saying is try to minimise the redirects in general. Um, that did not make sense. So so. If you can avoid, especially when you've got 200k pages, if you can avoid changing URLs unnecessarily. Um, 3-1 redirects, like I said, of course it does, but from my experience, from what I've found in... That, dip and how long
0: till it comes back?
1: That ranges. Based upon a site's authority, that can come back in six months, come back in three months. Um, actually, how long did the client thing, it probably took about six months, and that's WordPress to WordPress, just with the URL changes. A large that's large.
0: Very
1: big. Not as big as a two hundred k. It's probably so some of the higher
0: authority
1: might come back quicker. Yeah, it might be, but our client for for this mole spares client, we pretty much dominate the industry, and I'm not ready to to risk it. Yeah. yeah. So and it he needs updates, new URLs, like like every category is a parent level, but I'm not going to change it if I don't have to with such a large transition based on. Previous, so I found that minimizing redirects preserves traffic far better than three arms. And if the page is ranking, leave it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Give yeah. me the ugliest URL in all the
0: world it's ranking top three, changing the best practices, but what if shoot it's, yourself in the foot. Yeah. What if it's versus customer journey then, and you actually, then you've got to weigh up SEO versus the customer the, the improvement of the customer journey. If you can improve sales through
1: customer journey, then SEO can sort of sit back a little bit. If you yeah. generally have a better URL, you, it, it may help and improve CTR. But I think my point, mm. the gentleman's point, is that if it's if it's ranking well, like in this particular time, like like I noticed you, you've my got client, choice, obviously you're not going
0: to change the URL. In other scenario that you've got to, you're changing the URL because you're going through a process of migration. But I will change another level of of navigation, and you have to do it. Yeah. To, to lessen
1: the impact. Yeah, I understand. And the thing is, I eventually I want to imp- like, I want to improve my clients mm. because then I want to install. We're talking about schema and stuff like that. So we want to obviously have you know breakdown of breadcrumbs and and actually show deep level URL like yeah. deep level URL structure, which is a positive ranking factor, but not you know not in this crawl. Yeah, yeah. And based on other transitions, I think. We can keep a all of stuff.
0: The SEO is what should people look for.
1: For the SEO. I just did a video on this. Um, make sure, like, what questions you should be asking. I won't mention it, which SEO sends me a lot of stuff. Um, and basically, I just did a video on it. Like, what you should be asking your SEOs if you are going to, to, to pick one out is make sure they're not doing black hat link network spam. <laughs> I mean, when 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 someone and it's a very it was a very awkward video for me to create on YouTube. But, uh, don't want to do it. I don't want to name fights. I don't want to get into debates into arguments, right? It's like high school all over again. But, it's, but clients need to be asking, are you guys putting links on 12 sites and not even do, it? like there's black hat SEO that is intelligent and you can applaud it and say, if only you did that for a legit company, It'd probably be Mark yeah, Zuckerberg. Yeah. But because you're doing it illegitimately, like, the, <laughs> But, if, but then this is stupid black ad SEO. And, and that's like, they don't even change the IPs. They're like, it's the same hosting, and same content. It's Cast, cast or in Sydney, same content on talk domains, all in the same IP blocks. I mean. I don't it works, surely. Yeah, it does. Um, and then you'd like disappear. So, so things like that. So I actually did a whole video on making sure that you find, you ask the tough questions, and make sure they're not, they're not doing this sort of tactics.
0: But for SEOs, I think it's relatively easy to do that. But how would the business person be able to figure out? I think there's education. Yeah.
1: I think it's people like SEOs in the room, like creating awareness. Yeah. I think, I mean, like when I was an affiliate, like I love doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it on legit businesses, right? Because this is legitimate. Like an affiliate by definition is just pretending to be something. So I think it's when you work with legitimate clients. And, and the really, the thing is, what I, what I mentioned in my video is, Number one, you're gonna destroy your own agency with a lawsuit. Number two, you're destroying a client's business with real employees or real families and real like livelihoods. And three, you're ruining my industry. So um, I tried to sympathize. But at the same time, clients don't always have the right expectations. And then you've got big agencies that got to meet bottom lines. Their staff wanna get results. They might sometimes even have some legitimate intentions. but because the expectations weren't set properly. And so, some clients think that it's the SEO's job only, solely, to build a business and turn it into a million-dollar corp, when get
0: it's a me, shared responsibility. Get me in page one tomorrow. There's
1: no other way to rank for I like <laughs> No, not like and there's a few other ones too. I've yeah. <laughs> Um Well, basically, again, it's all education, right? So, it's pretty much what, said it's pretty much right. Um, but obviously showing the client's case studies, significant case studies, even if like anything similar if you can, um, showing that you know what you're gonna bring is actually going to have the best chances of succeeding. I think by now, I think the SEO industry has exploded because the value's been proven. I think if you go back to like 07, when I started, it needed a bit like hello, like this is where people search, right? This is the party, you need to get invited, right? But now it's it's not that. Like everyone pretty much knows um, there's value and I think there's more to do with the education on ensuring it gets done the right way and setting up the campaign. And it is one tool, but it's an important one. And it's pretty much what people do. Like, like my mum knows that Googling means searching. And that is why it's so important. And what's usually good for business in terms of online is going to be good for SEO. Like when the clients ask me, like, what's the best things I'm going to get, like the one that sends the best qualified traffic, that sells. the The SEO ranking should be the byproduct, right? So, if 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 you know it's good for your business, if you're, you know, I don't know, like, just had a dog minder lead call me up. So obviously, it's important to be surrounded in communities where that's spoken about. Like, that's not just good for SEO, that's good for business, right? So you're recognized in those communities. I mean, that's probably not a good example, just because the last leader came in was a dog, minder, But, um, But the point is is that think, of, think I tell clients when I educate them on this, especially like people that call up, um, is that think of SEO as what, what makes sense for your business, and then it will naturally like mobile responsiveness, like, like hello, like that was coming, how long ago, you know, so things like that. Man. And one of my close mates, he's a front end developer at Qantas. And he's like the worst thing is his accessibility, because he said for Qantas, it's a huge fine. Now, Qantas is a huge fine. it's significant. Um, sorry, you asked the question. And I'll, also, I think back on the SEO metrics, I think it's. Um, Things like behaviours, which is very very important. I mean, assessing you know pages per session, time on site. I mean, in most SEOs know that Google looks at that stuff. But I think for for our own research and like seeing what the users do, I think that plays a big part in it. So if, I mean, Google's a business. Ultimately, if they send people to a website and they're not and they got analytics installed, and they're not using it and, and, and engaging with it. Tell me, a matter of time. That how important that's going to become.
0: And does it? I know they did the mobile friendly update, but does it carry, carry across
1: to desktop? In what way? As in, is is it going to be a ranking factor or is it going to be a signal? Well, I think if your desktop results. Yeah. Well, if your website is not mobile optimized, I think as I was mentioning at the start, I think it, it, it you put, you like I think there's a lot of SEO paranoia. I think it's more that if your website isn't SEO friendly by, uh, mobile friendly by now. It's not that you're going to get banned or a penalty or doing a black hat, but it's like you're just not going to, you're going to have a negative signal against your name. So the mobile first, one of the, one of the blog posts I was reading, it, it was a good point. Like, they still got to show the desktop if you don't have any, and they've got to assess all the other uh, factors. So if you've got an amazing wing profile, Let's do a factor that in, when yeah. you say? Like, it makes sense. But well, so well, actually, I actually mentioned, I'm um, Andrew from Omega Digital in my one minute, one to two minute. So, because I'm still learning a lot about it, but yeah. I'm mentioning that. So if they're going to listen to it, because I did not know exactly 100% how they're going to structure it. And like, answer your question. That's exactly why I'm experimenting. Yeah.
0: Because I've got an know like, it's quite curious.
1: Well, mate, it is. And that's why like, I'm doing it. Like, like oh, I don't want to be able to, like, like, I know theoretically, but I want to see exactly what it means. And you're right. Like, I was worried about the exact same thing, 100%. That's why I'm like, oh, I'll mention Andrew. And i to make visual and see if it has very hard to track. I'm thinking, like, is there going to be a stage where, like, AdSense goes to like,
0: radio-top ads, do you know what I mean? Like, where, mm-hmm. like you know, you, like, before, like, he gives you the answer, like, says, like, a 10, 10 seconds bit of, like, something, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah uh, and I like, think it's,
1: you, and, you, and I think they've got, like, a review system. So, so I get actually like, if, if people think I suck, they'll just say I suck. So it's gonna be very, I think it's gonna be similar to like the YouTube algorithm where it's gonna, obviously YouTube algorithm is built, about, built around content creators whereas Google goes out to the web and crawls information right. and brings it back to its, ar- ar- to its mm-hmm. archive, right? So I think, I'll, I was exactly wondering the exact same thing. So I'm like, if your content sucks, then I wanna get bad reviews and that's probably gonna lower me. That's why every week I'm like, I'm going to talk about, like, what's something that's like, people are going to, like, very similar with growing your natural YouTube, like, organically, what I was going to say was, you know, get the likes, get the comments, get the start started naturally, and then the algorithm will favor me, right, even without the paid, and I'm assuming because the algorithm is all depending upon content creators, I think it's going to work the same way, honestly, buddy, I don't know, and that's why I'm doing it, because yeah. I want to I be, I want to learn it, like, because I've adapted this industry, and that's what i call got. 100%, man. Go and buy. Have you, what you, do you got one? I've got Google Home. OK. So you can, see, the reason why I didn't want to use Google Home, I want to use the algorithm that depended upon content creators.
0: Yeah. Google Home, Google Search, they probably won't. It
1: would be more assimilated. Yeah. I'm thinking like City
0: Warning Herald, they're ranking first, you know. For a certain term, and like, you're obviously like Amazon Alexa is speeding out like whatever the question was. Like, how does that benefit to anyone here but them? Like, you kind of like treat it to me that yeah, you know, their brand is mentioned before they actually. And them. I that mentioned kind of my brand better, in than, the actual clip. Yeah.
1: What I'm measuring, I'm trying to work out if people responding to longer content, are they responding better to short? They're going to be better reviews. For longer, shorter—that's like it's, so it's, it's really, really hard, hard, man. To
0: verse, like, how, there's no like time on no
1: Exactly, them. and that's why I bought it because I—that's I'm, I'm why I wanted to do it with a with a with a system. That's why I didn't buy Google. Like, I'll probably do it on Google Home, and yeah. I'm going to see what Apple does. But I did I picked Amazon, thinking that they're probably going to be the top. Because yeah,
0: it's right. they're first in I and obviously they have the most resources. Behind
1: exactly, and I think I wanted to learn their developer tools and be a part of that community as well. So, like. Yeah, man, it's like a, it's a really, really fun thing to test out. Like, like I got three hundred and seventeen views because I spent a minute a week. Are you expensive? Sorry. Imagine expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and no know response. Thanks a lot, guys. Andrew, Regan, James. Thank That's you. been fantastic. Thank you.